Adelaide United family, welcome back to the Pitch Podcast after, well, an interesting round of football. We, we need to give a shout out, first of all, to Adrian Stenter and our Liberty A-League women, unfortunately going down to victory a couple of weeks ago. Victory proving to be a real force in the competition as they prepare to take on Sydney FC in the final this weekend. Um, and then our Isuzu Ute A-League men, well, we had an interesting encounter with the Wanderers and then we went to Sydney and played the Wanderers. So just in case we, we didn't get a good enough look at him during the week, we then played him again on the weekend and had a draw. Um, someone who I'm really looking forward to speaking to on this episode of the Pitch Podcast is a man who I can proudly say I watched his debut for Adelaide United. Zach Clough, welcome to the Pitch Podcast. Thank you. It's delighted to be here. Yeah, looking forward to it. Now, you probably didn't know this, but I was actually at the uh, stadium where you made your debut against Wellington in Sydney. Yeah, I think I saw you there. Yeah, because I, I didn't see heaps um, because <laughs> I'll uh, break down the barriers because I've never been to an Adelaide United away match before and I was yeah. coincidentally in New South Wales. Yeah. And one of the things about working in sport is people say it's a great job, just as they say being a professional athlete. But there are times where you look out into the, the crowd and you're like, geez, I wish I could be having a beer with my mates right now. And that's what I did. Yeah. Um, except there were no mates and I was there by myself <laughs> and I had heaps of beer. So the thing is, what happens when you have heaps of beer sitting in the pouring rain, because Sydney's weather's disgusting, um, and you get to an element of the match where we were trailing and I thought, okay, it's the 92nd minute. We're probably just going to get this result, disappointing, but I'm good because I've had a few beers. So I'm just traveling. It was a double header. I was going to stay and watch the game afterwards. But when you have um, fluid excessively, responsibly, of course, and I was heavily hydrated, I needed to do a wee. So I went to the bathroom and I heard a bit of noise and I thought, oh, Wellington have scored again. And I walked out and I realized Bernardo scored. So I missed Bernardo's first goal and I missed our moment of celebration and I was sitting in that corner and all I had was a full bladder and disappointment. So great debut. Um, it was a, a weird moment for me. For yourself, your journey coming to Adelaide United, I want to get to in a second. Let's just unpack the uh, the last couple of matches against the Wanderers because you had a good look at them. So the weekend um, obviously was better than the, the midweek match. What do you take away from the game? I think in, in terms of the results, I feel like the home result was... Feel like the performance was better in the home home perform the home, but the result wasn't. I mm. feel like we were really good in the first half against against the Wanderers, and and yeah, and, and again away from home, we was really good after twenty minutes. I thought we we probably should have took at least four points from the from the two games, and we came away with one. We were disappointed with that, but we're all in a good place. The, the, the manager and the coaches, I think they see that as well, and and we're all really enjoying ourselves. Do you take any learnings from that midweek match to have a look at the way that they set up um, some of their tactics? Because there's no better opposition preparation than actually playing them a few no. days before. No, and I don't think their team changed too much. They changed a couple of players with the left back coming in. Yeah. And maybe one or two more. But the way they played was very similar again. They came out on a bit more on the front foot than they was when they came to our place. But, but yeah, it was... Yeah, it was good to play them in twice in t- t- uh, a number of days. It was 
good. We seem to have a, a little bit of player turnover over the past couple of weeks. Obviously, Goody out with, with COVID, which is really disappointing because he was preparing to take on um, Japan in the World Cup qualifier with the Socceroos this week. Um, and we see opportunities then present themselves like um, Alex Popovich gets an opportunity to get his first start and... One of the things I love about what Carl does with these players, um, young players getting an opportunity, not just because the opportunity is there, but because they've worked hard for it and they deserve it. Do you find that some of your teammates, especially the younger ones, when it's their turn, they are ready to go? Yeah, I feel like the young players here, they really take the opportunity well. And what I've seen, every single young player that I've seen come onto the pitch for Adelaide has taken the chance and, and Popper did that again on um, Wednesday night. He was really good and... Yeah, I enjoyed playing with him. He was really good. Has this been your first opportunity playing football in the warmer weather? Uh, yeah, apart from the pre-seasons, and I seem to always have really good pre-seasons. So when my dad said, my dad says it to me, when the sun's on your back, you, you seem to play play better when it's when it's cold. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I'm enjoying playing in the heat. It's hard out physically, but I really, I feel like I enjoy enjoy the game a lot more. So we'll get to, uh, I guess, your football journey, but let's just go from where we are now and go back a little bit. So it was in, I think, in, in Feb, you make your way to Australia to play for Adelaide United. How did that all come about? Um, it came about, I was kind of, I was in a position where I'd, I'd torn my calf at home in, in the UK playing for Carlisle, and I, I was ready for a fresh start. It was getting to a point where I felt that the football in League 2, the lower down in England, doesn't really suit me. Like the championship was really good for me because that's a technical and physical league. And the lower down you go, the harder it gets for a player like me. And I was I was ready for a change. And can you sorry to cut you off? Can you break <coughs> that down for me though? Like so, when you okay. say for for a player like me, because um, I've got no understanding of what these leagues are like, and I, I reckon it's going to be a really good insight. We had a, a yeah. brief chat to Lockie Brook about it, but like okay. to get an insight into the physicality and the way that every league is so different over in the UK. Yeah, I feel like the Premier League. Is the best. It's technically and physically the the best, and then the championship is kind of a few levels down from that. But it's really technical as well and very physical. And then League One and League Two are less technical, less tactical. It's all about second balls, like just heading, kicking, like just just all about winning. That's what Lockie said too. Like the yeah, and for he, it probably didn't suit his position playing because he rarely saw the ball. Yeah, exactly. For Lock for players like Lockie as well, he would do better higher up in England. But it's getting the opportunities because there's so many players there and, and so many young British players which they probably do prefer to have in the, in the team because they're English and they're worth a lot of money to these clubs. If they can bring an English talent through and do well at a young age, they can sell them on for, for millions and it is hard for foreign players to come to England. So then for you, making that adjustment coming to the A-League men's competition... Um, was that a, an adjustment you needed to make or did you find the transition quite easy once you got a bit of run into your legs and had the position to start? Yeah, I felt it was, it's the, the heat is the only thing I really needed to get used to because the football, I've played football for, for 20 years of my life, like since I was a baby. So like the football was, was always going to be fine. It was probably just adapting to the style of play a little bit. It's, it's, it's a lot different to England, the style, uh, the tactical, the tactical aspect of the game. Um, but yeah, I've adjusted really well and I'm, I'm enjoying myself. And what about you when you come to a country and a city where football isn't the number one sport, where you're looking at the kind of pecking order? You got, you're in, in the UK where yeah. people live and breathe football, but you come to a place like Adelaide yeah. and right now we're at a position where we're crossing over between Australian rules football 
and obviously world football, and then we have basketball here, we have cricket here, all on yeah. at the same time. Is that is that something you still need to get used to as well? Because you come to a city where our stadium isn't packed, but that's a league-wide thing. Yeah. Um, so we're not sitting number one in the pecking order. No, yeah. So it's, it's, the fans are different. The fans are like a lot more relaxed here. Well, from what I've played against, they seem a lot more relaxed than the, the British fans. But in, ter- in terms of other sports in the UK, there is other sports on, but I just feel like football is the f- just everything is about football there. And here it seems to be like the AFL seems to be huge. I've caught a few mm. games. I've been, enjoyed a few games, to be fair, and want to try and get down to um, a Port Adelaide game. I think that's my team. Port that's Adelaide. a good choice. <laughs> yeah, good choice. Yeah. You made the right that's choice. my team. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's been it's been really good. It's, it does seem a lot more relaxed, but I, f- I still feel like the environment we work in is very serious because we want to be successful this season and we want to be success- successful for the fans for individually for the for the gaffer yeah we want to we want to achieve some good things one of the things that i thought was a perfect glaring example of how football is different in every country in every league is seeing our former captain stefan mork like over in japan come off the bench and make a challenge which i, I watched it so many times and i'm like for me, there didn't really seem a lot in that, especially if you're looking over here or you're over in playing in the UK, but yeah. playing in Japan, obviously, that's different and he gets yeah. a straight red card. Is this, you need to keep these things in your back of your mind, like yeah. not everything is going to be the same. Yeah, it's completely different. Even like the the, fish, the officials in, in Australia are different as well. You do get a lot more fouls here. And then even Japan, it looks like you get sent off for a, for a shoulder barge, which you see probably 100 times a game in mm. the UK, maybe not so much here. But it's, it's still, yeah, it's different in most countries. So to get the opportunity over here, does your agent come to you and say, here's a couple of clubs which have some interest in you, um, pick one, or is it just specifically Adelaide have shown interest? What do you think? Don't, I don't want you to break confidences or anything, but how does that work? Um, well, in terms of, I, I had a contract in England for another 18 months in Jan- from January. So it was kind of me wanting a different opportunity and me going to Carlisle and telling telling them that I felt like I was ready for something different, um, a fresh start maybe. And the A-League was something I'd thought about for a number of years and had contact with a couple of clubs beforehand. And when Adelaide came up, I was really excited about the opportunity. And I had to tell Carlisle that, look, I've been waiting for this opportunity for probably 18 months. And yeah, I just fancied it at the time. So you've really gone bad. from you've gone from Carlisle to Carl Viet, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad for me. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, what's the appeal of Australia? I, I loved speaking to the Spanish boys about it. That you think a lot of people that that play for Adelaide United um, that are from Europe. It's it's not just the football which attracts people to this country and this city. Yeah. Is it an added bonus to have the opportunity to live in Australia that we probably take for granted as Australians? Yeah, I think so. I think the the weather you have here and and the beaches. I love the beaches. Um, try and get down there as much as I can so far. Um, but yeah, I think that the lifestyle is it looks really good here. And from speaking to players that have played in the A League that I've been really close with in the UK, they they always said good things about about Australia. So, who are these players? Name drop your friends. Um, Adam Lafondra at yep. Sydney. Alfie. Um, yeah. Jason Cummings. The Cum Dog. Cum Dog. Yeah. Yep. Um, Craig Noon, I know Craig Noon. We played with Craig at Bolton. I first thought Craig Noon's surname was no one, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, he's passed the ball to no one. No one scored a goal. No, They're big names, though, and yeah, good players. especially like I, I, lo- I have 
complete respect for the teams that we play against. And Adam LaFondre is someone that I have watched playing for Sydney. And he's one of those players that you go, I wish he was playing for us. The impact that he has had on the league and continually has on the league. I think there's, um, there's different types of players that make an impact on our league. And I think probably I could name five or 10 players that have come here and not just had an impact in one season that have continually shown why they're some of the best players in the world. Um, what, what, can you talk about, uh, what some of your friends have spoken about the A league and why they were encouraging you to come along? Um, he just says it's, he said the, the, the way the football was played would suit me a lot um, because it's very technical, possession-based. Um, he says you get to travel around the country, which is different to England, quite small. Trips are very short, but you get to fly to games. It's just completely so different that we have to fly to every single game. And that's just a, it's a good experience in itself. I'm, in, I'm really enjoying that, going to cities that you used to only see on the Instagram. So do you... Do the whole touristy thing. Like, had you been to Australia before moving here? No, never been. No. Okay, so one of the things that I loved watching Juan Day and Harvey, for example, they are basically tourists that play yeah. football on the weekends, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. they're like, wait, <laughs> they love it. I'm going to tell you something. We are going to the Sydney Opera House today, <laughs> and then we are going to the Harbour Bridge. Maybe we'll go to Luna Park, pat a kangaroo, hug yeah. a koala, <laughs> yeah. and if we get time, we'll play Sydney FC. Yeah. So they are basically <laughs> travelling and doing that. What, yeah, what are some like, touristy like things you've... You like that? I'd love to do that, yeah. We've not had the opportunity to, to explore Sydney yet. Well, you go to Central Coast this weekend. That should be heaps yeah. of fun. You'll see a palm yeah. tree and that's it. Yeah, if we go... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll stay near the sea. I'm not, I don't know where it is. Is that like... Oh, it's somewhere. Yeah, it's just... I mean, you go to... You basically play Central Coast, but just say you're going to Sydney. Yeah. I mean, I've never been there, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, they've got like these giant tomato sauce bottles um, <laughs> in like the grandstand because they're yeah. big sponsors. Okay. Which is a bit... Don't let that distract you. So what are some of the touristy things you want to do? I want to go to Kangaroo Island. Yeah, good. That looks really nice. Yep. I want to go like south. The lads have said there's really nice beaches mm-hmm. down south. Because um, your beaches are real crap, aren't they? Yeah, there's some good ones. But yeah. You don't get the weather, so. Okay. There's some nice ones down south, but not compared to here. All right, so let's go back. You see you've been playing football forever. So you went yep. into an academy program when you were eight years old, is that right? Eight, yeah, at Bolton. I, I can't fathom that in my mind. And I think, again, because football isn't the number one sport here. But if yeah. you look at Australian rules football, there are kind of similar programs. We have, like, with the AFL, like, Auskick and stuff. But this is, like, yeah. a full club setup. Yeah. How does this happen for an eight-year-old? Um, I was at a number of cl- – I was at Man United, Man City, Bolton. Like, it's, the pools of players that these clubs try and pick from is huge, like – there's probably thousands of eight-year-olds. In but you're playing place. at your local club beforehand? Yeah. And then they go, <laughs> you're decent, we're in. Scouts are coming out. Scouts, to- like older scouts, come and watch eight-year-old kids and, and try and pick, handpick these type of players to go and train. And then they'll literally sign, just ask you to sign, to pull your dad over and say, look, we want to offer you a, your son a contract. And that's how it happens. Is this a financial contract or just no, being... you just there. They just own yeah. you? Yeah, not, they don't own you, but... I don't know actually. Yeah, they must. I don't know how it works. I don't, I don't know at the time. Because you were eight years I was old. Eight mate. years old. Yeah. Far out. So, what can you remember from that experience? Like, how many times a week are you training? Or yeah, we trained three nights a week. Played on a Sunday and trained on a Saturday morning. And you got to fit eight school years. in here as an eight-year-old. Yeah. So my parents used to pick me up from school. I'd go and eat some beans on toast or something before training, and we would drive to Bolton, which was an hour away from home. So my parents would take me. Three to two, twice, two, three times a week during the week after work, 
and then you go on a Saturday morning and you play on a Sunday. So your life is literally football from eight years old. Do you look back on that now and think that that, that system and that model, like obviously it's going to be really good for some people, but yeah. the scouts who are handpicking these kids, there's going to be some success stories, but there's going to be other ones that are going to be spat out of the system. Yeah. So that's equally really as important to look yeah. out for them. Yeah, and I don't think there's enough support for, for players that get spat out. Like it's really difficult because player, these players are dreaming about one thing and the one thing gets taken away from them and they've got nothing else like... We've had so uh, in the A-League competition, there's a couple of examples of that. I'm not going to name names, but there are certain players that have come to play in Australia that have been part of academies and the junior system and they come back here. And as you said, like the support, I believe, isn't there enough no. to prepare them to step into a professional environment because they come here and sometimes as a kid, right, if you're 18, 19 and you've got mentally in your head, I'm coming back to Australia, but I've been at Man United's academy or Bolton's academy I'm ready to go. Yeah. Then you get into the cut and thrust of a professional environment. You get spat out the other end and you're playing NPL the next year. Yeah. So obviously there's not enough education on how to be a professional and how to handle adversity and not to come back and think I'm a big dog when you haven't yeah. played a professional game. No, it's tough. Yeah. So for you, can you talk me through <clears throat> then if you're there as an eight-year-old and you're going through academies, do they then own you – through a senior phase or they've got to keep recontracting you and then yeah. you get to a stage when you're in your 15s or 21s and stuff every like single, that? Every single year when, until you get to 16, you're on a one-year rolling contract. Right. So at any, t any point you get to the summer, the club could say, like, we, we don't want you anymore. And at, at one point when I was 14, I was probably on the on the brink of not being physically big enough. But the club thought technically I had enough ability to hopefully do, I would grow and I'm still small, but I, I, I did get a little bit stronger and kind of progress from there but yeah the turnovers are crazy like the players you play with when you're 8 are probably not there at 16 it's probably 3 of his left and there's another 10 new players can you recall people that are still in the system that you went through that junior academy with yeah we st I still keep in contact with a lot of a lot of people like one player plays in the Philippines oh, no Malaysia now because mm. he was he had a Philippines passport he's still playing and there's a few lads back home Rob Holden plays for Arsenal some really good players. You heard that yep at the background. Look at GL. He loves the biggest <laughs> fanboy. He loves it. I love that too. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine as well, Rob. So talk us through then your timeline of, uh, if I said, here's your employment resume when it comes to football. Um, so Bolton, eight years old, talk us through the lead up to here. Clubs, every club. Um, at Bolton, I broke through at 19. So I, st I stayed there till 21. And Nottingham Forest bought me from, from Bolton. And then I went on loan... To Rochdale because we had about twenty managers at Forest, so it was kind of so many so many players, and just needed to go and get games. Um, and then I came back to Forest, and then I went I went to Bolton back on loan, and then for, and then Rochdale, mm -hmm. and then I went to Wigan Athletic, and then to Carlisle. So I've had a few clubs in the UK, and then I've come down Adelaide. I tend to ask one deep and meaningful question every podcast, so. For you, the deep and meaningful question is in regards to managerial changeover yep. and how you deal with that as a person. You said you had about 20 managers at the one club, right? So we, we've seen examples of players that play for our club that have been overseas and they were the foreign player. And what happens is, you look at Craig Goodwin, for example, when he was playing, you get a new manager in and they need to pick their foreigners and they might go, all right, I'm bringing a new system in. And you might have been playing outstanding, but you don't suit the mentality of the manager at the time. 
How, how do you deal with that when there's a lot of changeover at the top and you may have not specifically done anything wrong, however, it's just not part of the plant? Is that challenging for you as a footballer to kind of look at your value and worth where you might be happy in the city that you're living in? Yeah, exactly. It's, it is tough, especially when you've got a long contract. You don't know what, what you, what's going to happen next. Like you, you signed a, I had four year, three years left at Forest when, when we the new owners came in. And then I was literally told to leave. Like, they didn't want me there anymore. They wanted to start fresh and bring their own players in, which, like you just just said, mentally, I think I was 22, 23. I was a young young boy, really. And I, I took it really, really hard at the time. But, but I just had to, you just have to keep working hard and just keep your head down. And that's, that's probably what I would do differently next time, maybe. For any of um, young football fans who are listening to this right now, you've experienced at many clubs top-level football over in the UK. Um, if we had someone listening that was preparing to go and do that, because we see a lot of stories of young players getting signed and the next year they're back in the A-League competition, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because obviously our A-League is getting stronger and it is becoming a destination league. However, we also are pretty obvious of the fact that our league and our club wants to develop players to sell players to go on bigger and better things for their career because we love seeing them shine. Um, if there was any advice that you could offer younger players about how to prepare themselves mentally or physically to go and play professionally in the UK, is there anything that comes to mind? I feel like just keep believing in what, what you believe, what you think you're good at and just keep the confidence in yourself and don't let someone else tell you you're not good enough because some, everyone else has a different opinion. And once you find a manager that, that likes you, that's, that's all you need. You seem happy when you're playing football too. Like I really enjoy watching you play because I always think something's going to happen when you've got the ball. Yeah. And I think um, w- when we signed you, you send out a, a highlights video on social media. And this one person said this to me once. He plays in a different sport. He's like, everyone's highlights video is good. Like that's the purpose of a highlights video. Yeah. But for you, I feel like the balance we've got in the squad at the moment is really good. With Hiroshi, you feel like something's going to happen all the time. Yeah. When you've got the ball – Am I accurate in saying that seems to be your style of play? You want to be part of the forward momentum, but obviously you want something to happen every time you're around the ball. Yeah, I do. I do like to score goals as well. And I nearly had a goal the other night. It was an unbelievable block from, from Torre on, on the line. <laughs> unbe- unbelievable block. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like to make stuff happen, get assists, score goals, bring people into the game. I like to move the ball quickly. Uh, before we go into the viewer and listener questions, can you talk through, you've got new shoes on at the moment, so talk us through what happened with your bags when you arrived oh. to Adelaide, please. Well, one of my bags got left in Manchester, so right. I, I brought two suitcases, and my, my bag with all my football boots, shin pads, trainers, left in Manchester, so I had to buy a brand new wardrobe of trainers, football boots in Adelaide when I got here. When you say wardrobe, how many football boots did you need to get? Um, I needed two pairs, and then I also needed like four pairs of trainers yeah so have you got a shoe thing or you just yeah I love sh- I love trainers okay sadly I, to, I had to leave a lot, a lot of them at home how many pairs you got probably three figures hun- over a hundred oh look at the big dog over here <laughs> with heaps of shoes you only got two feet mate no that's okay I'm jealous okay um, let's do the question time here with Zach Clough uh, how do we follow you on social media what are your social accounts um, it's Zach Clough on Instagram it's quite pretty easy to find me and same on Twitter a lot of people say your name wrong, do they? Are they calling you Clough a lot of the time? It's Clough, like, but that's my accent. I think I don't know if Australians can pronounce it like that. Clough. So am I saying it's Clough? Cl- Clough. So Clough. Clough. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Clough. 
This is now. I'm, gl- I'm glad you said that. Whoever, I tell you what, because I ask people at the club how to say yeah. your name. And like, no, no, it's like cloth, like cough. And like, no, no it's not. It's, it's cluff. It's like Brian Clough. Yeah. It's the same. Brian Clough. This is. I tell you what. I've been saying his name wrong because I was making sure. <laughs> All right. Should have asked. Clough. Should have asked me before. Man. Well, I've asked you a couple of times, but I couldn't understand you in the nicest way possible. Of course. Have you tried Vegemite before? So uh, let's just do this and get it out of the way. <laughs> um, you can have... Uh, that's completely up to you how much you want to have. Just a little bit of taste. Um, I think it's important to try just a little bit. So a lot of people have this on toast. It's a, a staple. Um, <laughs> I'm just not going to say anything. Good luck, you happy little Vegemite. <laughs> we got any water? No, we've got Everlast and McCafe. <laughs> and, all right, good luck. A little bit on there. This is Zach Clough with Vegemite. <laughs> you don't like it? Oh, spit it on, just give me something to spit into. Just chuck a piece of paper. He's gonna vom on the podcast. Oh, I feel like I'm on I'm a celebrity. Get me out. <laughs> just give him that. Just give him something. <laughs> you don't need that. Just give him that to spit into. Any water? Just GL. Get him a water. Oh. <laughs> oh. Really want to swear, man. No, don't swear. Um, <laughs> Vegemite have just come on as a sponsor of Adelaide United. No, We're getting water. Are you okay? Yeah, that's, that's horrendous. No, it's good, mate. You just get used to it. Maybe it might be better on a piece of toast, but it's very like... Yeah, it's salty? It's just, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't have done that myself. Far out. But you're a, you're a mad dog for doing that. You've got olives in it. Um, something like olives? Olive oil or something. Unless this has been in the cupboard for a couple of years. I don't know. I think it's okay. Uh-huh. It's been in the fridge for a while. Anyway, sorry about that. Uh, gee, I was just getting you a glass of water. That's fine. Okay, here we go. Uh, fan questions. Don't, don't look at them. Um, Dane Wybrow, if you had to sing karaoke in front of your teammates, what's your song? Um, I had to sing when I came here and I sang at Ed Sheeran, Lego House. Just something a bit slow. You were a good but, singer. Did Lockie no, Brook right. bring out the guitar? No, I'm terrible. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> Um, hold on, the water's coming now. Oh. <laughs> Can you please take the spitty Vegemite piece of paper as well? <laughs> okay. I'm glad we didn't leave that to the end. Rachel Laurie on Facebook, where's the most accommodating real estate office in Adelaide to charge a phone when you power it off after hours? Um, I can't remember the street. O'Connell Street? Yeah, Ray White. <laughs> Ray, White, Ray, yeah, White. Ray White. Rachel Laurie. Um, <laughs> Alex in Adelaide. On Twitter, favourite food and drink you've tried in Australia? Um, I don't know. I don't feel like the food's any different to home. Yeah. It's probably fresher. The food's a lot fresher. Yeah. I like Estia down at the be- Henley Beach. Estia's really yeah, good. I like There's a nice food. place on top of Estia called Henley. Yeah, a few lads have said that too. Fancy food. Um, are you like a shirt off at the beach type of guy? Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, answer that very quickly. Um, Sam Sill on Twitter, do you rather a goal or an assist? A goal. Torren McGill on Twitter. How do you, LaFondra, and the Cum Dog know each other? I played with Cum Dog at Nottingham Forest and I played with Alfie Bolt. Okay, Joseph Russell. He's a big boy, the Cum Dog, isn't he? He's on the same height as me. Nah, but I think. Yeah, I he, think weigh, he weighs a few pounds. All, like. all of you guys <laughs> from the UK are built. Like yeah, we do built. a lot of gym. We're different. Yeah. We're built different. Built different. <laughs> oh, listen to him. <laughs> um, Joseph Russell on Facebook. I get a cloth and wipe down the bench he's trying to laugh at your surname but his surname is Clough, Clough. 
So you cluffed that one up, didn't you, mate? <laughs> All right. So Robbie Mad Dog Anderson on Twitter, what's the craziest thing you've seen happen on a pitch? Um, I've not really seen many crazy things happen. A cat ran onto the pitch last season. Oh, here? Yep, literally I've here. I've not seen that. Maybe okay. seen like a bird fly onto the pitch and sit and try and eat some grass or seeds. That's not crazy. That's a normal nah. thing. Seagulls in Melbourne. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, that was Tim, by the way, who's in the, behind the camera and just <laughs> likes to be part of this. Um, Seboni on Twitter, where would you rate the quality of the A-League men in comparison to what it's like in England? I think it's really hard to compare. I've spoke to a few lads about this. It's really hard to compare it. I don't think it, you can't compare. It's Technically, it's really. I think it's really good. It's not, it's not that far off the championship technically, but physically, I'd say it's a little bit different to England. Do you like... You know, we were talking about the leagues um, not obviously being the number one sport here in South Australia. So back home, you probably couldn't go to your local cafe with people having a chat to you or giving you some feedback about the game because they're so passionate. Do you like that anonymity? You get noticed here, but obviously not as much. Do you kind of like that or do you like to get noticed with your shirt off at Henley? (laughs) I prefer to be not noticed. Okay. Yeah, it's better. All right. Private life. Danny Wood, nine on Instagram. Did you enjoy your time at Bolton? Yeah, loved it. Yeah, didn't never wanted to leave. <laughs> Josh Nacker on Instagram, but you love being in Adelaide, you know. Yeah, I love being um, now. Josh Nacker on Instagram. Would you rather never being able to speak or hear again? Yeah. Okay, it's a full on question. It's a strange question. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> M underscore D performance on Instagram. Who was your favourite coach at Forest? Um, not hear me ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mark Dean. He's a good guy. Um, Andy Reid. Brett Rosie on Instagram. If Paul Simpson was appointed earlier at Carlisle, would you have stayed? I don't know much about him, but he seems like he's doing really well there. Somebody yeah. You never know. I don't get these questions, by the way. Alistair Walton on Instagram. Which has better weather, Australia or Bolton? Definitely Bolton. What sort of weather's <laughs> Bolton got? It's just wet, wet, windy, cold. I love that. Yeah. No, it's not nice. Okay. Phil Hurd. That he had a question on Instagram. Mushy peas, yes or no? Yeah. Love mushy peas. What's mushy peas? It's like, do you know peas? Yeah, I'm quite aware of what peas are, yeah. yeah come on, mate. I'm 38 years old. Do you know what mushy is? You just mush it up. It's just peas mushed up. So you just mush the peas up? Yeah. Why don't you just eat the peas? I don't know. Okay. Sorry, my bad. Um, Conrad Andro on Instagram. Do you pay attention to what us fans say? Um, not on social media at the stadium. You can hear it. But. Yeah. Okay. It's weird questions today. Um, uh, Benny's barbering on Instagram. How important is self-talk and confidence? Yeah, massive. It's probably the biggest part of being a footballer mentally. It's all in the head. Sean Henderson on Facebook. How do you stay motivated to go pro? Did you take every training session at 100% intensity throughout? Yeah, I'd say 95%. Yeah. Craig.1239 on Instagram. Favorite thing in Adelaide? Um, the beach. Uh, Aaron Ramos, 3825 on Instagram. Most annoying player? Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, or anywhere? Lockie Brook. Lockie Brook. Ah, glad you said that. <laughs> Lockie Brook on Instagram. Do you have any dogs? Um, yeah, I've got two Frenchies at home. What are their names? Uh, Leo and Marley. Like they're here, here, or? No, they're, they're in. Um in England. I thought you were going to say, yeah, yeah, they're in the suitcase with my trainers and my yeah, football they got, boots. Uh, Lockie Brook on Instagram. Have you ever been to Henley? Um, nah, nah. Spend every day there, probably. Lockie Brook is so busy. Well, nice. Why is he such a busy guy? We can talk about this now. Lockie Brook came on the podcast and then a couple of days later got COVID. And we're like, mate, oh God. 
can you just stay away from everybody? And he's out watching the women's final with his aviator sunnies on. We're like, bro, why don't you just go have a hydrolite or something oh, and he relax? Does. He loves it. He's inviting me around for tacos tonight, but I don't think I'll be going. I don't – he's like – this is one of those <laughs> players that – I just can't wait for his loan to expire yeah. here and then just go back, mate. Far out. Yeah. Um, Joe Gauchi on Instagram. How can you be here a month and be more tanned than me? What's your secret? Um, oil on the beach. Well, what sort of oil are you using? don't know the name of you it. You've got a good tan on you, yeah. Joe's very, yeah, Joe's yeah, very right. pasty, isn't he's he? allergic to the same. Yeah, he looks like a villain from a cartoon. Um, uh, Lewis Gregg on Instagram. What footballers did you idolise growing up? Uh, I grew up being a Man City fan, so I used to love David Silva, Sergio Aguero. Uh, yeah, it's players like that. Underscore Almighty Two K on Instagram. Favorite youngster in the team? Um, who's who passed that question? Underscore Almighty Two K underscore. Um, favorite youngster, Motore. Okay, he's a good lad. He's a great lad, isn't he? I like them all though. Yeah, love them all. Which one don't you like? No, don't answer no, that. All of them. <laughs> uh, AUFC fan on Instagram is Jared. Is Jared Walsh making you feel awkward during this section of the podcast? No, not at all. I'm just reading questions, bro. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Don't touch me, COVID. Um, GL on Instagram. That's you. That's you. This is a Vegemite guy. Um, most famous footballer you've crossed paths with? Played with. Or like just walked past or played with or played against? Probably Steven Gerrard. Played against Steven Gerrard. That's not bad. He's 500 for parents for Liverpool. Huh. Just uh, dropped a name there. (laughs) You happy with that one, GL? That's pretty decent, hey? You have also um, played with Lockie Brook, which is a big deal. Um, Okay, so Tim on Instagram, are you sick of people asking if you're any relation to Brian Clough? I used to get it every day in Nottingham because he's he's a hero there, but I don't get it that much in Australia. Mm. Yeah, good one, Tim. Um, (laughs) Lauren Talbot on Instagram, say the most British thing you can say. Don't know what can you say? Just that. Um, <laughs> Jordan DeRose on Twitter. Who have you connected with most at the club so far? Um, like, all the lads have been really good. Mm. Can't really name one. They've all, they've all been really good. Maybe Nick Ansel. Nick Ansel. How's he going? Doing really well. Yeah, he looks really strong. Yeah, it's a shame. We're looking forward to him playing some more for um, Adelaide United. Well, um, mate, that's it. So, thank you. Um, I'm going to give you the Kayla Sharples. Um, and what you need to do is just sign that, please. Uh, or not there. Like, sign it anywhere yeah. you want. Um, then we are going to give that away at the end of the season. So, we're playing Central Coast this weekend. Um, our next home game, I think it's victory, our next home game, which is massive. Original rivalry. Man, and this is great because we can get as many people to Cooper Stadium as possible. Do you hate Melbourne victory? Yep. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> that is all we need to know. Um, it's been great getting to know you. Thank you very much for sharing uh, a little bit of time here with us. And, mate, all the best. As I said, it's really good to have you as part of the squad. I, I really feel like um, where we're at, uh, we've got a really good mix of experience and youth, and you've made your impact straight away. I'd love to say that I can remember your debut, but I can't because um, I was severely hydrated. Um, but appreciate your time on the Pitch Podcast, mate, and all the best this weekend against Central Coast. You're going to love Central Coast. It's really good. Enjoy the one tree there and the roundabout, okay? And the beaches, some nice beaches. Yeah, you probably won't get time to see them, mate. All right, thank you for the time. Thank you.